0: Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Joined by the great William Brad Alice. I'm Mike Luke. Hello, William. How are you? Good, Michael. How are you? Not too bad. How's the hockey going? Let's fill everybody in.
1: Well, the Yamir Yager Bombs uh, had a semifinal game yesterday. We held on to win over our dreaded rivals, the Blade World Grinders, uh, four to three. Then had to play the uh, bullies of our league, the Save the Boobies. Mm-hmm. Um, And they have not one, but two ringers on their team, uh, guys who play in the highest league in our league, who also happen to be the husband of of people on the team. So uh, uh, their goalie is arguably top three goalie in the building. One of their skaters is top five. He's not supposed to play to his capacity. He's supposed to just control the game. And it's still tough because if he has the puck, we're not taking the puck from him and he can set up everyone. Yeah. Long story short, 2-2 game, three minutes to play. He gets mad that we're covering his wife tight so he can't get her the pass to set up the goal. He decides to skate through our entire team, skate all the way to my left. I drop to cover the post. He then makes three more moves in front and, and yeah, scores. So we right. lost 3-2 to two because he got mad. Um, and he had also hit the game winner in the semifinal game against a team we really like to play who's really good called Pucker Up. So we finished second.
0: Right. Well, I mean, Arizona looked like they were going to have that same situation again. Arizona ends up uh, destroying Stanford in the second half. But again, not defending the three-pointer in the first half. That was uh, That's very annoying, and that has been a common denominator in Arizona's losses. Yeah, and it's get, almost getting baffling at this point that this team
1: that does everything else for the most part well. They're a great rebounding team. They don't give up a lot of points in the paint. They... Uh, are very efficient offensively. They shoot well. They, you know, though maybe the only other thing they don't do super well is block shots, but they are susceptible to the three, especially off of screens. And, um, you know, in a weird way, it, it, Stanford's just a bad matchup, but Stanford's not special either. So there are 30 teams they could face in the first weekend that are going to be similar to Stanford but more talented in, in the case of those second-round games. So it's a concern. Um, you got to figure it out. Now, the good news was they kind of tightened that up in the second half. They really forced Stanford in a lot of turnovers. Um, but it, it shouldn't be
0: that hard. I guess uh, what's frustrating to me, though, is that, again, you know going into a game with Stanford, you know that – Listen, they don't have a lot of guys that are going to make plays off the bounce. They don't have a lot of guys that are going to get into the lane. You know that you need to run them off those threes, and we keep giving up threes. I think that's what's so frustrating about this. And again, this isn't really a one-off at this point. This is a um, this is a situation where this is happening at Stanford against Oregon State. Stop leaving bad play- teams open for threes. That's what they want you to do. Stop leaving good teams open for three oh. two as they did. Again, that's how Purdue beat them. In the house. There you go. Go
1: ahead. Uh, Zach Eadie did not beat Arizona. Uh, those other two guys beat Arizona. And I know we've downplayed. They're pretty good players. We're not with this, but it should be they, because Zach Eadie is so good that these other guys are open. And frankly, those other guys just made more plays. Right. Um, same thing, you know, against Florida Atlantic, heck, that was a, a toss up game, but Arizona really struggled with the three. And then once they tightened up on the three, then they were allowing uh, their guard to just penetrate to to the lane. Um, This has to be figured out because again, what do you face in the early, and it may not affect them if they're a one or two seed, but you get to the second round, you get an eight, nine, ten seed and you get one, of, you know, you, you get a big East team who can shoot threes. You get, uh a missouri valley team they always right. seem to have two or three three-point shooters um that's that's going to be you know my guess is if arizona does not advance as deep in the tournament with what they're going to get beat from outside the arc and you have to figure that out because right now that's the great equalizer in college basketball and it has you know chopped arizona down now the good news is they're in sole possession of first place it looks like they're going to barring a collapse here, finish about where we all thought they would, maybe a game or 2 worse, but um, there's a very good chance they could run the table or maybe lose just one more before the Pac-12 tournament, in which case, you know, a six-loss team is about, you know, I think we thought four or five, but you can live with that because you're probably still looking at a two-seed. But again, you you have a a major glaring weakness that any
0: good coach with even decent talent is going to be able to exploit to some degree. All right. Now, uh, Tommy Lloyd, one of the things that we've talked about here is, you know, and again, Arizona's ranked eighth in the country. We need to obviously preface that. So but again, we're we're uh, we're going to nitpick and we'll talk about the good stuff here in the second half. But a uh, accountability has always kind of been one of my things when it comes to uh, Tommy Lloyd. And if a player is not playing well, it's okay to put them to the bench. And that's not something that we've really seen a lot of during his time uh, here. But you're starting to see it a little bit more and more. And, uh, Kylan Boswell is a perfect example. You're try- he's trying to let Kylan Boswell play through some stuff, but at this point, Kylan Boswell is really, really struggling and he's really hurting the team out there. And, he, you know, Lloyd, Lloyd had a quick hook there in the second half. And I think that's something that needs to happen because again, we want Boswell, we need Boswell, but at the same time, you can't just keep throwing him out there time and time again and not getting, not getting any results. The problem with, and the appeal of Kylan, Kylan Boswell is Colorado.
1: He's all peaks and valleys. Uh, Jaden Bradley's Nebraska. Right. He's, you know what you're going to get. Right. The question is, is Jaden Bradley going to knock down two out of three of those mid-range jumpers, or is it going to be 0 for 3? But he's not going to have an awful game. Whereas Boswell could be the best player on the floor, or the worst player on the floor. And that's, his upside is so tantalizing. Uh, but we, it's but been a long down, time
0: since we've seen that though. No,
1: no, you were right. So again, me, um, it is ironically mentioned hockey. I build my hockey team to have no weak links and no stars. So we don't get bumped up to, to a higher league that we can't compete in. But the fact is I like steady at the point guard myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for every, although I love Damon Stoudemire, I you're love taking T- Mike, Bibby. I like Mike Bibby and TJ McConnell a whole lot too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want my I want my wings to be my 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 sink or swim guys you know I'm I'm very perfectly happy with Caleb Love going 10 of 13 or 1 of 13 and I will live and die with that I can't have that for my point guard so for me I'd like to see Jaden Bradley play more I'd like to find more minutes for KJ Lewis um when he is struggling I would like them to either go small or give Crevis some of Ballo's minutes now I thought Ballo would, and I didn't see much of the first half. So maybe he was off. It looked like he finished off pretty strong yesterday for Arizona. But he's a he's a peaks and valleys guy. Um, You know, Keshad Johnson's been wildly inconsistent. I think that's my biggest concern.
0: That's with the team. surprise. That's the surprise one for me is Keshaw Johnson, because again, he was, he came in here, billed as a hustle athletic, you know, garbage points type player. And again, those players, you should be able to count on each game. There's been a lot of games of late where you kind of looked out there and you're like, what is going on with Keshaw? And quite frankly, they were a lot better in the second half with Keshaw not playing when they went small. I mean, I think that's part of the problem is he is a, hustle guy garbage
1: points guy but sometimes no matter how hard you hustle you're just not going to get the ball or get those plays and if you can't then you know and then he wants to try to create he wants to take that jumper that you know put the ball on the floor and that becomes a detriment and again then you have KJ Lewis who's uh well not as big more athletic and, and frankly more skilled so sometimes it's easier to turn to that and go small or put you know uh, the, the the Swedish uh, army knife uh, at the four, um, because you, again, you know, you're going to get at least a, some modicum of, of consistency out of Pella Larson that we're not seeing for Kashad Johnson. And, and I think part of the problem with Kashad is we built him up that once he gets to Arizona and the reins are off, he's going to be a 13. And, and maybe he just really is a, a seven and seven guy. And maybe that's all he is. And, and, and occasionally he can have a better game. Um But, you know, I, again, I think that to me, is the is the concern is that inconsistent nature of three of your five starters? To be honest, when you already knew one was going to be inconsistent
0: um, because of his just because he's a street shooter. All right, laws of human nature, competitive lineup for Arizona. Then you saw this in the second half a lot. I like this lineup. KJ or uh, KJ KJ Bradley, Jaden Bradley can defend. KJ Lewis can defend. Caleb Love not a great defender, but at least long. Um, uh, But he's an
1: effort. He he does put the effort in, I think. He's not real good at it.
0: Yeah, he's not very good at it, but he puts the effort in. Same thing with Pella. Pella's not a great defender, but puts the effort in. Right, and these guys, none of these guys are smurfs. None of them are 5'11", so they're all going, they're all ranging from 6'1", to 6'6", across there. And then you've got Umar Balow, obviously leader of men, I, uh, that lineup, that lineup showed a little sizzle. And because again, you've got Caleb love being able you know, who can create his, but then you've got a lot of role players that kind of fit in really nicely. And I liked what I saw there in the second half.
1: No, that's a, that is a lineup I've liked all season. And there's in a weird way, they are different players. Well, at least Jaden Bradley's Bradley Lewis reminds me of Adams Iguodala. Exactly. Whereas there were some games where you were better with, Without them, and there were other games that that was instant uh, jump start. Um, and now again, Andre, d- very different player. KJ Lewis and Hassan, a little more similar, but um, that's what they remind me of. They're going to give you defense. They're going to give you energy, and they're steady. And that's ironic that you're counting on your 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 freshman, your unheralded freshman, who certain right. people didn't like, um, to be your steady influence. He doesn't make big mistakes.
0: And he's always around the ball. He's strong. He's athletic. This is a player. I think. I, I think you got to put him on the court more. But he's a. I think he's a year away from being a real problem, William.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so too. And again, I, I always liked what little tape I've saw of him. But I thought he was probably one of those. Oh, it's going to take a little. While. I thought,
0: you know. I, and I. He see was recruiting players. Missy Val by people. He was not yeah. me, but others.
1: No, and it, it's easy to do because again, there's just so much out there. But um, uh, you know, to me, it, it reminds me, I, I saw a comparison, and, and, and he's similar as a different player, but there's that energy to him of a Dallan Terry where he comes off the bench and he gives you that spark and you know he hustles and he does a lot of little things. Um, yeah, he's just a he's a, a good energy guy. And and while I like him, I don't think I'd put him in the starting lineup. I would be very I personally would put Jaden Bradley in the starting lineup. That's me. Uh, you know, let Kylan Boswell come off the bench and work through it there, and, and maybe he becomes your your scorer off the bench without that pressure of having to, you know, necessarily run the show as much.
0: All right, now there's a question that I think a lot of people are asking that we don't really have a lot of answers to, but we got to get to it right now. Brad, when was the last time you went to Circle K? Yesterday. That's exactly right. I went to Circle K as well to get gas. So again, join the inner circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details and some burrows. Have you ever been to some burrows, William? I have. Yeah, it's good. Check out some burrows. It's quite good. Very scrumptious food. Um, obviously, uh, they're in uh Phoenix. Hold on, let me find the read here. It's here somewhere. I got my word on this. Oh, let some burrows cater your next meal, big or small. Order online to find one near you by visiting someburrows.com. All right, now let's talk a little bit about uh uh Mount Crevas. Umar Ballo played. I thought Umar Ballo in the second half was really good. Um, but man, and Schuster keeps bringing this up. There's something about consistently having Mount Krivis in games because you can tell he's just got a little bit of a next level type thing that Umar Ballo doesn't have and he's going to be a monster next year.
1: Yeah, he's really a year away from being a guy that everyone's talking about. And again, I, you know, to toot my own horn, Michael, I liked him. I I, I loved his film because I thought he was physically mature although he's got some room, he can add some weight. Uh, I liked his, you know, I just liked his footwork. I liked his, you know, this he still does some things wrong, but he just looked to me like the good bigs that Arizona's got in the international. He reminded me of a, of a Dusan Ristic. He reminded me of an Ivan Rdinovich, different player a little bit than Ivan, but I think there's a lot of similarities uh to Dusan. He's just bigger. Yeah. Um, so I really liked his game and I thought he could come now. When I originally thought he'd be playing this year, I thought Arizona would have one more or two more of the bigs play. Right. Um which I still think, although I like the small lineup, the irony is. Not many teams are sitting two seven-footers. And actually, you know how everyone likes to talk about the 97 team? People mm-hmm. forget the 88 team had Mark Jordson, who was a mm-hmm. Parade All-American, I believe, yep. and Sean Rooks redshirting. shirting um, You know, Jordson ended up not having a great career because of a car accident, and we all know what Rooks was. Um, so it's kind of ironic that you, you're redshirting And again, I don't know the the future for Vesar and Anderson. My guess is one of those guys won't be here next year, probably, and of the two i guessing it's not the one with the impressionist as a as a mentor but um you know it's kind of, it's kind of a shame that we're not going to get to see them with another seven footer and instead having to go small because your 268 combo guys just aren't quite ready for prime time
0: yeah it's also exciting where where do i find this on here but look at the uh, look at the possible lineups for next year's you know, where it's going to be interesting too because you're going to have KJ Lewis back obviously uh, hopefully Um, you get Jamari Phillips in who I think is going to be, uh, I think he'll be able to contribute pretty much immediately. Carter Bryant's going to be fascinating. You're bringing in some, it's going to be a differently constructed team next year. And I think that's a good, I mean, it's a good and a bad thing. It's going to be younger, but I also think it's going to be possibly a little bit more dynamic.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it kind of ends up which of your guys do decide to use their extra year, if any. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, my guess is love would not, I don't even know if he gets one. I think
0: Pella does have one. I think yeah. Pella's Pella, got one. Caleb, Pella and Umar can all come back if they want.
1: My guess is two of the three or maybe all three. The other question is, you know, does Boswell decide to test the pro waters? Um, even though he's, I don't think he's ready, but a lot of guys just kind of get that in their mind, but I think you have the potential. And again, we don't know what the transfer portal holds, um, but you could have this very young, dynamic, athletic team. Carter mm-hmm. Bryant's very athletic. Again, the Jason Tatum comparisons, while not necessarily fair, he's a similar player from a build and athletic standpoint. You know, I think we all know that possibly Jamari uh, Phillips uh, has the uh, ability to be special. Um, we already know what KJ Lewis is in another year. Um, again, I like Jaden Bradley as that kind of facilitator, calming influence. So, yeah. yeah, this team could be very fun and built maybe more in the the image that I think you know uh, Tommy Lloyd wants. And again, I think this one was supposed to be that way with a little more height. But yeah, I'm very excited about next year. But I'm still pretty excited about this year because despite all their flaws, they're a five loss basketball team in sole possession of first, and right now considered by one of the I can't remember if it's Lenardi or the other guy. Uh, the the number five, basically, team in the country. The first
0: of the two seeds. Yeah, and honestly, college basketball, look around. There isn't, again, teams are dropping games. Look at Kansas. Kansas has three road losses in the Big 12 this year. Granted, it's going to be, uh, that's in the Big 12. But everybody's, drop, everybody's dropping games. Unless you're Purdue, where you're allowed to shoot 9,000 free throws to the other team's six. Everybody's dropping games.
1: See, to me, and, and to me, that's the big question. If Purdue can't get these calls, they're done early.
0: Yes, um, and
1: it's not fair to Purdue because I think Purdue. I think Purdue is really not a Big Ten team. I think they're good, mm. um, but if <laughs> you think they're good, I like it. But if you've been basically given some of these games, because sometimes it's better to take that L against Northwestern, um, and then be like, oh well, we got you know Zach, you can't hit guys in the face and hope to get that call. Um, so I think to me they do them a disservice. I still think the two teams that I think are the scariest just because I've been there, done that, are Kansas and UConn.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, UConn, though, has to get healthy, and I'm not sure they're going to get fully healthy. Um, but again, knowing what we've seen across the board, this could be a crazy tournament. It could also be chalk, in that which is sometimes you see when you have a crazy regular season, th- everything settles down. And um, All I know is it's going to be interesting when we see 27 Big Ten teams They're going to find some from the 30s, like Illinois Chicago is going to get a bid because they were and you're going to see three ACC teams. It's going to be weird.
0: And all the Big Ten teams will all be out in the first round. And then we're going to have to sit here and we're going to have to feign a a surprise that. Oh, guess what? All the Big Ten teams are out. Um, There'll be one and it'll be probably Michigan State because there's so good. But yeah. B cat, don't worry about this. We're going to get to our ASU counterparts here in a little bit. Um, But all right now back to Arizona though. Uh, let's, let's get back to Boswell here for a second. The other thing too, and this has been brought up by multiple people here and it's true. You don't re- generally see, and I don't want to call him fat, but you generally don't see oversized po- or you, you don't really don't see uh, overweight point guards. Boswell does not look like he's in great shape. Again, I get that it's a body type. Certain guys have different body types. I get all of that. Not all of them are like me, but he does look. You don't. He looks see- puffy. He looks puffy. Because man. I'll give you,
1: I'll give you a great example of a a fat point guard, Khalid El Amin. Yeah. But if you looked at his arms, right, they weren't fat. They weren't fat. He he, was, he he had a belly. He was that's built. That's how like he a, was built. He was he, just built he, like that. he was built like Jerome Bettis and Craig Ironwood Hayward. You know right. the guys who just are. Unfortunately, even when I was in shape, when I had nine percent body fat, I was still built like a keg. Um, but I wasn't puffy. I'm puffy now because I'm fifty years old. And, yeah, you're and allowed that. to be. You're fifty and, year old and don't eat well. hockey player. But uh, yeah, he does. He looks puffy. He looks like he parties too much. And I, I hate to say that, and I hate to cap, but he that's what he kind of looks like. You know, he look, just looks puffy. Mm. Whereas Umar looks like he eats too much. Right. There's a difference. Because yep. he still looks really strong and not necessarily fit. But Umar, when his weight fluctuates, you're like, I bet Umar. Uh, I bet I Umar's bet- eating a lot at that Jamaican restaurant on Fort Lowell. Exactly. And then when he's trimmed down, you're like, ah, oh, Umar's hitting the uh, hitting the high-protein diet with, uh, with uh, Tommy. So, yeah, right. so um, that, that's the difference to me. One looks puffy and out of sh- a little out of shape. Because last year when he was thick, he looked like a bodybuilder. He looked like a fullback. Right. He doesn't right now. He doesn't look supremely athletic.
0: All right. The Eric Gordon comparison is in here. Um, I do not uh, subscribe to this. He's a shooting guard. Um, he's a shooting guard. And second of all, he never – and, and co- people forget, in college, that man was an abs- – he was in the Jared Bayless class – he was a monster athletically. He was another guy a little bit thicker, but that didn't stop him from jumping 45 feet in the air. No, and I still, still a remarkable AU team if we want to talk about right. was, uh, that the, was
1: that the spice or the heat? The spice and the heat with yeah. uh, Conley
0: and uh, the big man and Mark Titus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so Mark, yeah but you know so that to me is just different whereas umar just umar looks like he's probably eating a little too much i can deal with the player that looks like he's eating a little too much whereas i i have a bigger problem with the player that looks like they might be partying a little too much especially in season
1: yeah and again Umar's weight i think is mostly under and at the end of the day umar is just not a guy who can play 40 minutes he's just not built that. he's not a he's not an, he's not an endurance athlete um but you know he's also a guy who You don't have f normally have too many effort issues, except at the end of that eight minute run. Um, And again, is big and strong, and uses his strength and his size usually to his advantage.
0: You think Umar? Do you think Umar has utilized ogs? No, I don't think he has. I don't think he has either. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. Here's the thing with OGs. To learn more about OGs gummies and where you can find them, head on over to OGsBrands.com, my friends. The fruits, the creams, everything you want, OGs. Now, let's say that you're also a little concerned. You're like, man, I don't know where to go to bad music concerts like William Brad Alice goes to. Where could I find these things? Game time, my friend. Brad, you have used game time before. This is true. I have. All right. but Not for a concert, ironically enough. Well, check it out, though. Game time. Here's the deal. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest prices guaranteed. Again, uh, download the game time app. Uh, $20 off your first purchase. All right. Um, With Arizona, though, going into March, I look around college basketball, honestly, and I don't think that there's any team that I'm like, oh, well, you know what? We better avoid them because there's absolutely no chance that Arizona can uh, that Arizona can uh, beat that team. Um, I, you know, I guess that's a good thing. I mean, but you know, also they could also get knocked out early. But this team has the potential to go very far in the tournament as well. No, and that's the thing. It's.
1: I think you have, may have to slightly I, readjust your your expectations and say Sweet Sixteen or bust which I know everyone wants further. Um, This is a team that is capable of cutting down the nets or is capable of losing to a 15 seed by 10 and everything in between. And that's, what's kind of maddening. Um, I think they can get into a rock fight and win. I think they could also get into a track meet and lose. Um, You know, I think a bunch of, of goofy floppy hair white dudes who look like a, a ultimate frisbee team could shoot lights out and knock them out i also could see arizona you know go in the sweet 16 playing a blue blood and beating them by 20 that's how crazy this team is and whatever you tell me is going to happen i believe
0: you um caleb all right let's talk caleb blood for a second caleb blood has got to be the runaway player for conference player of the year no
1: no i would i, I would think so yeah
0: yeah, I mean, I can't think of anybody that I would put in the discussion. Caleb Love has been, there are a lot of people that were, Um. Uh, there was a lot of people that uh, were uh, not uh, thrilled about adding him. He's been, he's been, again, it's not like he's been perfect, but man, you sign up for what Arizona's gotten every single day of the week from Caleb Love. No, he is
1: basically matched my high expectations. I thought he could, you know, he could have been a cancer. He could have been a... Uh, a uh, 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 Mark Lyons without the, the upside. Um, but he's been come, he's come in again. Has he had some bad games? Yeah, but oddly enough, it doesn't seem like they've really come in losses. you know
0: what often. I like about him too? I like the joy in which he plays out there. He looks like he's having fun. It looks like, you know, again, when you get a guy from North Carolina. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of times you're like, all right, well, is he going to come in here and be this egomaniac? You watch him. He looks like he's having a good time out there. He's an easy guy to root for with the way he plays. And he wants the ball late,
1: whether that is to take a shot, to take a free throw, uh, just to have the ball in his hands. I can't necessarily remember. I mean, he's, he's missed some shots late, but I can't remember like a meltdown mistake. and right. that. That's what Arizona has lacked for a long time. I don't always – I don't necessarily know if Tubelas wanted the ball. Um, you know, I always go back to that – the meltdown against Xavier where Larry marketing did not want the ball in the last five, six minutes of the right. game. And it became incumbent on Alonzo Trier to take over the game. And your second-best player should not try to take over the game because you should get the ball to Laurie Um, Same thing. Last year, Tubelas, I don't know, always wanted the ball. I think he was a tough player to get the ball in those situations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so yeah, I like having a, a wing player who wants the ball and has
0: made big shots and has proven he has ranged to about 35 late in games. Jervis Williams says Philly B should be in the discussion for conference player of the year. I do not go that far, but William Brad Alice has told me, uh, has said that he believes that they should play Philly B more. We liked that on this show. I w- I said, if they continue to struggle against the zone, I would
1: not be opposed to seeing either Philly B or Polly M. Uh, being used as as perimeter length, right? Uh, again, are you going to lose something on the offensive end? Possibly. Are you going to lose something if they put the ball on the floor? Yeah, but you also have two guys in that six seven to six eight nine range with long arms who might be able to jump out on the zone and 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 make it difficult to shoot over them.
0: All right, now uh, let's see here. Love, love is that's the Caleb Love experience. He didn't play well, but remember, he had the massive three at the end. He also had the free throws. So, I mean, again, he's the guy that I don't want to compare him to Kobe Bryant, but he talk about somebody that can be O of eighteen, and that next shot is going in. Um, that uh, that that's just kind of the way he is. Um, now one thing I did want to mention here, uh, growing up, um, you know, there was always the debate back and forth, Arizona, ASU. Brad, I have come to the conclusion that there has never been a bigger gap on the court on basketball and football than there is right now between Arizona and ASU. Basketball's obviously not even close. Football might get better under Dilley. I like Dilley, but Arizona's obviously should be much better. I can't remember a bigger gap between both programs combined than what we have right now. I would have to go do the research. and I tell you,
1: three weeks ago, ASU looked good. I don't know what happened. Well, I kind of do know. How this happens every year. I don't know why. Yeah, uh, you know are, what happened. They're not that good. You are what you are. But they—they were—they were in first place in the Pac-12. They were coming in with some momentum. Um, again, I think Dilly's going to do fine there. What fine is? I don't know. He's having a pretty good off season. Um, you know, we'll we'll see. You know, if Brennan has to take a step back after losing some of these guys when they graduate. But uh, from a basketball standpoint, ASU's got to make a decision um to me i would have made it two years ago and i would have rolled the dice and i would have gone after rick patino or 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 beard and just said screw it we know we're getting in bed with bad dudes or potentially bad dudes but that's what you got to do you got to roll the dice um because hurley is what he is and that is a guy who is going to have you flirting with an 11 seed
0: right when you're like that's going to be your ultimate upside is you're going to be flirting and he can't keep his players, right? And you can't keep players as well. Um, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. If I'm ASU and I can get Eric Musselman, I am getting Eric Musselman every single day of the week. He would make it. I don't care if he's taking his shirt off, his pants off during press conferences, whatever the case may be. Eric Musselman would be a huge upgrade because a- this ASU thing is going right into the toilet. No, and you're I and
1: I think, frankly, you got to make a move before you go to the Big
0: 12. Yeah. Um. So
1: f- as a U of A fan, yes, stick with Bobby. And again, I don't think Bobby Hurley's an awful coach but i don't think he runs a good program if that makes sense um because again you cannot have to and we he's a poor man's dana altman in fact they have to turn over his roster every year right um but he has none of the results uh what is it that that one was it the one guy who does all the t-shirts for the coaches the rubik's cube for dana altman yeah for him it's bobby effing hurley right well if hurley drops a few more f bombs he's gonna lose a few more players like he does every year Right. Um, so yeah, you need to find something and what that is. I don't know if it's me. I might look for a guy with NBA ties. Um, I might look for a disgraced coach. Um, I don't know. What's the, what's beeline doing? Uh, you know, <laughs> Be- no, cause he's a great, he's a great coach who had a little bit of that, you know, controversy when he left Cleveland there. So that's the kind of guy I think you get, or
0: you have to just find
1: super young, super dynamic and roll the dice.
0: Right. We agree on that one, Brad. We agree on that, but that's what I would do. That's what I would do. We would both go that. All right. Now let's move over to a little bit of Arizona football, Arizona football. All right. I would imagine you're going to be seeing some news coming down here in the next uh, day or two, maybe a few days longer. I don't know. Uh, Obviously big bill Norton is back. That's a very uh, good thing. Um, But also um, I think you're going to get a couple really nice players from San Jose state. Um, uh, maybe a defensive end, maybe a running back, maybe, but, uh, either way, maybe um, a defensive tackle in the spring, maybe a defensive tackle in the spring when they get their, uh, you know, get some academics in order, just saying, um, I, but I would look for Arizona to start adding some players and having this announced pretty quickly.
1: Yeah. And, and they kind of do because they're, they're losing a lot of their freshman recruiting class who who's not here yet. Right. Um, you know, as Tommy's left, not just said, Aldrich Harris, uh, the big JC lineman, I think, just went there. Uh, three or four other guys. Um, they retained the bulk of the guys they needed from this year's roster, but you got to add some guys for the future, and you got to fill in some gaps. And and luckily for them, you know, if they do land a Trey Smith, he fills in some gaps. Right. Um, if they can land one of the two or both of the running backs they brought in on visits. Uh, Cause they brought in uh, the San Jose running back. They also brought in the new Mexico running back who um, I like a lot. Right. And so does Jed Fitch. Cause he brought him to Washington too. And apparently uh, right after leaving Washington, he came to Tucson. Right. Uh, but you need them to replace Jonah Coleman. Although I think we're all ready to see a healthy dose uh, of speedy Luke and uh, Jordan Washington and and the third uh, kid, the other f- red shirt f- f- freshman, you kind of need an experienced runner in that group. Right. Yes. Um, you need a Michael Wiley replacement, basically. Um, it, so yeah, so you got to fill in some gaps. The bulk is there. Um, you know, you obviously get almost every offensive lineman back, except for the one freshman, hike Hy- LaKema or whatever. Plus, you bring in the kid from Northwestern. That's a good offensive line group. You got
0: a good offensive line for sure.
1: Yeah, you know, you got you for the most part. Your wide receiver room is intact. I know you lost Harris, but I think you got everyone else back, as far as I know, except for Cowing, who's um, you know who's going to play in the NFL. Uh, you, know, you got your quarterback. You got your run, most of your running backs. Your defense. I we got to see what happens with uh, with Takario. Um, if not, you got to find some corners. We probably still have to find another corner. You're
0: good at safety. You got to get some more corners for sure. Um, linebackers definitely. d line. You
1: need some more depth. But you got you got you got the bulk of your players back.
0: Right. Um. So you're in good shape
1: there. But you got to start building for the future. And whether that means trying to find some unheralded guys, your Wendell Moes of the world this offseason, whether you gotta find freshmen who are dissatisfied after their first spring ball in the portal, either that or you gotta might have to sign 30 guys or whatever it is in the offseason with your next recruiting class. Cause that to me is the fear. Right. Um, I don't want to be in a situation where ASU was under uh, the Britney Spears dude. Um, the, the the John the, Graham. Todd Graham, where he signed all those JC guys early. Right. And then never really filled in a lot of those gaps. And that's what hurt him later in his career that right. you know his son having to be fired for inappropriate relations and all right.
0: that. what what is the status of Takario Davis he's expected back i mean this is one of those things no news is good news on Takario Davis he would obviously be a massive get um you would have 5 DBs that you feel really good about with him stooks and then you got the three safeties obviously my bad gunner but you got to go out and you got to get a couple more corners for sure One other thing, though, that we don't need to worry about is the BetMGM Sportsbook app, my friends. Sign up for BetMGM. Use bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app for at least $5. You'll receive $158 instantly in additional winnings, regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details. Brad, who who do you like in the Super Bowl if you were to bet on BetMGM Sportsbook app? Uh, Take the under. Yeah, I agree with that, actually. I do agree with that. Um, also, you might say- And honestly, if you like the Chiefs' money
1: line or if you like the Chiefs, oddly enough, I, I might take Mahomes with the under 260-something passing because the Chiefs, when they are playing well and efficient on offense, are more balanced. Um, if they get into a thing where they need him thrown for 300, that probably means they're down and you're
0: chasing the over. So. Right now. Also, you might say, Mike, where else could I, where else could I go? The Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Thanks for asking. You do you at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Visit play at Gila.com for more details. William, have you ever been to the Gila River Resorts and Casinos?
1: Uh, I, I've been to the outlet right there, but I've never actually been in the casino.
0: All right. Well, either way, it's a great spot. You can find all kinds of local celebrities there and you can have a fun, immersive experience as well. But overall, though, with Arizona football, I feel like on paper and again, people got to remember this uh, with the way the portal is now, you can this stuff stays open essentially until August. Um, So that's just the way it is. But I feel that Arizona should be able to be a top 15 team next year and compete for the Big 12 championship.
1: Yeah, again, they're going to have to not lose any key pieces after spring ball. And they are going to have to add a few decent pieces uh, probably after spring ball. But overall, again, you've the bulk of the damage that Jed Fish has done to the Arizona program is this incoming freshman class. Right. Which, while not good, because I think he's taken, what, eight or nine of them. Right. Um. It's still bodies, it's still depth, it's still... Hit. Really, of the of them two are players I really, really liked. Rashawn Clark being one of them? Yes. Yeah. And um, and there's some guys I, w- I was intrigued by, but there's, I don't think there's anyone you can't replace. Because, guess what? You can't replace Noah Fafita. Right. You can't replace T-Mac. Right. You can't, I'm not sure you can replace Jordan. Well, I really like Jordan Washington. And the fact that you might be able to find a way to use him and Speedy in the field at the same time, Remember that? You probably don't because you were like four. When Dick Tomey took over, his original offense on paper looked awesome. It was a wishbone that turned into a run-and-shoot where the Mm. two tailbacks would split out. And he had Michael Bates and a kid named Errol Sapp. They Mm. just never threw it to, to him. Right. But that's what I'd love to see something where you put those guys both in the slot and just let them run, run, let them run, just go go routes. And then you clear out the middle with you know, T-Mac and Keon Burnett and, 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 and you know, Lamonius Craig or whoever. And then if one of those guys gets a slower safety, go over the top.
0: Right. We got to, speaking of which, I believe we have big Chester coming on tomorrow. Chester Burnett, Chester Burnett.
1: Oddly uh, enough, I was for a brief time, uh, his RA, um, but then he ended up moving dorm. So he wouldn't remember me, but Chester Burnett, I was his RA for like a really? of weeks. Yeah. Are you around? Are you around tomorrow, William? Uh, um, yeah, I have actually. So 10 30, we can pencil you in. Yeah, maybe like I said, he wouldn't remember me or if he did, I'd be, be remarkable, but yeah, I was his RA for a little bit.
0: All right, William, where can they find you causing all your problems? Where, where can they find you? And right now, pocket. I
1: unfortunately had to put the podcast on temporary hiatus as I am, uh, as I have mentioned, I am the president of flowing Wells little league and, um, we've got some stuff to clean up, but we're, uh, we've got enrollment going on and we've got, uh, uh, we're going to match last year's enrollment and hope to expand it. And if any local businesses are looking for a tax write-off, we're taking, uh, Ooh. donations for our opening night raffle and sponsors. And other than that, I'm going to be on here as much as I can be. And I'll get that podcast up and running very, very soon again. Uh, although I did miss uh, I recorded a couple and they were already obsolete because I did like, who should be coach? It Brad, were credit. you in
0: Graham Greely? Were you in Graham Greeley?
1: No, I was in RA at, a. uh, a Babcock, which is the old hotel across next to McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's where I was. So. All right.
0: Okay. Uh, Let's see here. I watched Arizona play the wishbone in 89 on YouTube. AZ cats. G. thanks for the super snap. No, it was on paper. It was a really cool offense. The problem was your quarterbacks were, were
1: Bobby waters, Ronnie Vio and George Malauulu and you three guys that can't throw. And Dick Tomey was afraid to throw out of it. Yeah, right. it was. But on paper, it's my two favorite offenses of that day. It was the run and shoot, and it was the uh, wishbone, triple option, or as my dad used to call it, and I think he stole it from whatever columnist, probably Corky Simpson, the wish we could shoot.
0: Right. All right. He is William Brad Alice. Everybody out there, very much appreciate you. We will be back with you tomorrow, though, with Chester Burnett, William Brad Alice coming back on the show as well. But. For Brad Alice, I am Mike Luke. You have been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.